Dungeons and Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor. I do declare here's what happened previously on Dungeons and Drimbus. After separating from the boys, Gary takes his family north toward the Sunder. They face cold weather, bears, and disturbing dreams as Gary's transformation continues. With the family worrying about his health, they continue onward toward the Sunder. Finding a suspicious fork in the road, they must decide whether to head toward Brookhaven or Mount Hartland. Hoping to find some help along the way, they choose Mount Hartland and ride on. I do declare, Your Honor is back in session. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Gary, you and your family ride on Megan the Stallion for a good portion of the day. As you trot along a stream, Megan stoops down to drink. You've ridden away from Brookhaven and toward Mount Hartland for what must be around 12 hours at this point, making a few bathroom and snack stops on the way. You have a dinner's worth of bear still tucked in your bag as the sun begins to drop lower and lower in the sky. You figure you must be nearing the exit of the Opal Coast as the terrain has become less green and significantly more mountainous. You see a split in the road and follow the sign that reads Mount Hartland where the path becomes much skinnier and less defined as you trek up the hilly steps. The very light snow has turned into a pretty consistent thin layer. Calvin yawns as he sleepily closes his eyes, leaning against your chest. Grizabeth asks, How are you doing, sweetie? I'm doing good, sweetheart. This is kind of nice. You sure you don't need me to take over? Oh, you want me to take a nap? If you want, I I just want to make sure you're not pushing yourself too hard. Um... How long have we been traveling since the rest? Pretty much all day. It's been about 12 hours-ish. Uh, yeah, I guess I could take a little nap, if that's all right. All right, why don't we, uh, yeah. Ooh. Oh, wait. Okay. okay. Wait, don't let Calvin fall. Hold up. Wait. Oh, I Hold got up it. Hold up Yep. Okay. Uh, oh. Okay. <sighs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you swap places, and I guess you can, uh, short rest. 
a very a fitful nap as you cling on to Grizabeth and you all ride on following the path. Eventually, your ears pop as the elevation gets higher and higher. And then you hear the sound of rapid running water. As you turn a corner, Grizabeth taps you awake and you find yourself confronted by a large chasm. To your left is an enormous waterfall that seems to cascade from the top of this section of the mountain. It cuts the path you're traveling on off entirely, leaving a roughly 80-foot gap between you and the rest of the trail. Uh, sweetie, what do you think we should do? Oh, Christ. (laughs) Is the waterfall blocking us? So you're, like, on a path, and then it breaks off. There's a cliff where there's, like, a waterfall in the middle, and the path continues 80 feet across. The path continues, but it's... There's a gap? Yeah, like where the waterfall is. And on the other side, you see what looks to be some sort of raised wooden bridge. (sighs) Let's see. Does it look like there's a switch? Uh, Roll an investigation check for me. Natural 20. Okay. (laughs) So, on the other side, you see what appears to be a raised up wooden bridge. There is a lever next to it. About 250 feet below you are a series of jagged boulders at the bottom of the waterfall. You look up along the sheer cliff face of the mountain, and about another 150 feet up, you see what looks to be some sort of large, seemingly man-made structure. And then lying beside the lever to pull down the bridge on the other side, you see what appears to be a bag belonging to someone, Hmm. like a backpack. Okay, so the other side is 80 feet away? Yeah. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Uh, So, uh... I need to get that bridge. You see the bridge over there, sweetheart? Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Give me a moment. I just need to get 20 feet closer. Okay, how do you propose we do that? I need to think. You're very good with spatial reasoning. You're really good at telling (laughs) how far things are. (laughs) You could have been one of those guys at the carnival, but instead of how much someone weighs, you say exactly how far away they are. Oh, well, <clears throat> I guess now is the time to try one of these bad boys. And he uh, unzips the backpack to pull out the Ostrogon potions. Uh-oh, okay. Um, hmm. Let's see. Uh, let's try... Actually, probably should wait to get these appraised first. <laughs> hmm. It, uh, it was so close, Grizzly. I just need... I just... Hmm. So there's a waterfall on my left? I mean, it's like right in front of you, but the waterfall itself is on your left-hand side. Like, you get me? You're traveling up like a spiral of mountain. The mountain is on your left side. To your right is like the edge of the cliff. Uh Uh-huh. And so, like, there's a big gap right in front of you that's caused by the waterfall on your left-hand side. What do those potions do, Gary? I have no idea. They're from a wizard friend of mine, and uh, they could, I, they could be deadly. They could have nothing to do with the situation, or maybe they make you fly. But I have no idea. I don't know if this is the time to try it out. Oh boy, this is uh... all right. Time for a quick lesson. He's gonna pull out the Ostrogon conjuration books and start reading. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on, summon, uh, uh, 
I'm in something, something to stand, some in platform or something. I don't know. Look, he's like flipping through, like. <laughs> Wait, are you attempting to cast a spell you, like what, that you don't know? Yeah, like I'm looking for something that could help. Okay. Hmm. So here's what I'll say. Do you know which spell you want to use? I don't. I know it's a, I think there's a conjuration one. It's like summon a platform or summon some like something stupid like just summon a ball tensor's floating disc yeah hmm. i don't know if that supports your weight though uh let me see tensor's floating disc uh duration one hour spell creates a circular horizontal plane of force three feet in diameter and one inch thick that floats three feet above the ground in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range the disc remains for the duration and can hold up to 500 pounds. If more weight is placed on it, the spell ends and everything on the disc falls to the ground. The disc is immobile while you are within 20 feet of it. If you are more than 20 feet away from it, the disc follows you so that it remains within 20 feet of you. It can move across uneven terrain, up or down stairs, slopes, and the like, but it can't cross an elevation change of 10 feet or more. For example, the disc can't move across a 10-foot deep mm -hmm. pit. Then fuck that one. There's gotta be others though. Catapult. Choose one object weighing one to five pounds. What, Calvin? Yeah. What did you say was above me? Above you is just more mountain and waterfall, but about 150 feet up, you see what appears to be some sort of structure, like man made, probably a building of some sort. Um, jump would help, but that's not a conjuration spell, so I doubt that's in the book. I just need to get 20 feet close. I've seen Grizabeth do her idle animation like 12 times on <laughs> She's doing the thing where like she falls asleep like looking at the camera. <laughs> I, I guess I have to. Uh, I don't want to waste these potions. Shit, this is hard. Megan's trotting in place also doing an idle animation, but it looks like a little dance. Alright, it's time to look at what my family packed again. Okay. What are you hoping to find in here? I guess a rope. You have some rope in the bag. You got about 50 feet of rope. Okay. Cool. Stupid bridge is still 80 feet. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Fuck. Fuck. <sighs> All right. All right. Fuck. <laughs> but okay. But shit. This is close. Okay. What's wrong? I'm going to have to move really fast for this one. <laughs> what? What's going on, Gary? Reread re everything first. <laughs> Reread what, Gary? <laughs> These uh, this this books here, these spell books I'm looking at. Okay, I have to say I'd never see. I didn't know you knew magic, Gary. Yeah, that that last adventure really changed me, Christopher. For better, for worse, we'll find out. All right. Okay, I got it. Okay. This rope is just gonna be for backup. So. We need to tie this rope down here very, like, something sturdy. Well, there's this, like, dead tree over here we could... Perfect. All right. Let's tie this rope to the dead tree. Okay. Roll a, uh, survival check for me to make that knot, oh, baby. Shit. Yikes. That's a nine. Okay, you tie it. Okay. It is tied. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it a yank for a sec. It doesn't seem to go anywhere yet. Oh, I don't feel good about this knot. I'm gonna retie it. Fine, I'll let you roll once more. 
but you have to keep the new number. Okay, 12. Okay, you tie it. It feels a little more secure. All right. Now, I'm going to tie the other end to me. Okay, what are you doing, Gary? Do I roll for that tie? Uh, I'll let you carry the 12 over. Okay. <laughs> Just, uh, trust me. Gary, don't do anything stupid. <laughs> All right. And uh, I'm going to hop on Meg the Stallion. Uh-huh. And I'm going to, like, ride close to the edge as possible. Okay, she trots over really fancily going, bah, 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 bah. Hmm. And now... Grizzabeth goes, wait, 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 let me grab Calvin. <laughs> and, like, takes Calvin off the horse. Uh, Grizz, you got to spook him. You got to make Meg, like, toss me. Like, what? Whoo! You got to make her throw me. Uh, okay. Uh... And she just shoves a finger up Meg's butthole. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and Megan goes, and bucks you off. Okay, how far? Let's see. Let me roll for Buck. Okay, so Grizzabeth shoves a finger into Megan the Stallion's butt. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> You've lost about 10 feet of rope between tying it to the tree and tying it to yourself. Okay. And so it shoots you 40 feet diagonally. Okay. Meaning that you're 20 feet up and 20 feet across. Right there, I'm going to summon... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to summon Unseen Servant. Okay. Like where the switch is. And I'm going to tell it to walk over the switch and pull the lever. Okay. <laughs> What does your servant look like? My unseen servant? Well, it's invisible, oh. except to me. So. <laughs> what does he look like to you? <laughs> to me, uh, it looks like a bitch Thomas. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a little assistant. <laughs> okay. You summon assistant Thomas on the other side. He pops up right next to the lever, looks at you. It almost looks like he he's saying something snarky, but he doesn't say anything. And immediately pulls the lever. As you begin to plummet back, like, into the ravine right next to the waterfall. And Grizzabeth goes, Gary, no! And Calvin goes, Gary! Gary! And they run over to the edge as you slam into the wall of, like, the mountain. And you hear it. As the rope strains to hold your weight. But you are suspended in air as you see the bridge begin to come down. All right, got the rope. I'm climbing up. I'm climbing up. Okay, okay, okay. Roll an athletics check for me. Seven. Grizzabeth is going to help you here. Roll with advantage. Ooh, 15. Ooh, okay. You just barely managed. Like, you are straining. It takes a lot of your might to climb up that rope. And you actually feel the noose that is tied around your chest begin to loosen. Oh. And Grizzabeth goes, okay, Gary. Gary, come on. You've almost got it. You can do it, Daddy. You can do it. You put one hand on the cliff, and then you go to put the other, and you actually slip, and Grizzabeth grabs the other hand as it slips uh, and helps pull you up. Gary, are you all right, honey? We did it, sweetie. I open my arms while I'm lying down on the ground. They both, like, fall on the ground and hug you. Aww. <laughs> Dad, that was pretty cool. <sighs> Megan does not hug you. Megan yeah. is trotted away, like, looking out over the cliff. It looks like they are contemplating something. Uh, do horses eat bear? 
<laughs> I don't think so. You packed a snack, right? You packed some snacks? Yeah, she's been eating berries and stuff, you know? Horse things. Let's give her an I'm sorry, Barry. Okay, okay, Megan. <laughs> and uh, and Megan looks at Grizzabeth and then looks away. <laughs> Here's an I'm sorry, Barry, from Gary. Come on. She trots over, squints her eyes, and then licks them out of your hand. <laughs> I pat her snout. Like, I'm sorry, girl. Okay, she seems, like, fine. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give her a break and just, like, lead Meg and the family across the bridge. We're halfway there. Rough day? Ooh. You don't know the half of it. Hey, come on! I gotta make like a million of these! This, this is the Halftime Ad. With Nikki B. back we are back at it again boys the goblin gang is back in action and better than ever i know you miss my boy gary but you know what i've been so focused on gary with one r that we've neglected another beloved drimbus character gary with two r's us gary's we gotta stick together you know so why don't we check back in and see how he's doing I heard he's got some great new items for sale. Let's see. We open on Until Dawn Pawn in Opula. It is mid-evening. The sun is beginning to set, and we see Gary in his collapsed dry bone state as he kind of naps away waiting for a customer to approach. Hello? Any, anybody here? Ah! Ow! Yeah, why, welcome to Until Dawn Pawn. How can I... Oh, Barry! Oh, Barry, it's so good to see you, son. And you see uh, Gary... Uh, re kind of forms into a full skeleton and he comes up. He, he comes from behind the counter and he, he tries to give you a hug and he goes, How how are you, son? Oh, but back so soon. What a... What, what, what can I do for you? Hey, Dad. Good to see you again. Um... I was looking for something for a lady friend that I have. Oh yeah, we, oh, oh, uh, like, like, like a lady friend, like, like, like a, like a girlfriend, or, or, or like a friend that's a girl. Uh, like, I don't. Um, it's a little complicated, you know. Um, all, all the best things in life are, son. All the best things in life are. Yeah, I just figured, you know, getting something nice, you know. Sure, sure, She's yeah. Been helping okay. us out a lot lately, and uh, gotcha. Oh wait, no. You're not mixing business and pleasure, are you, son? I mean, no, 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 no. Again, she's just she's been helping us out a lot lately, you know. Okay, uh, okay. I just wanna. Uh, well, why, why don't you tell me a little bit about her, and uh, and we'll see what we got for you. Oh uh, well, um, she's um, tiefling. Okay. Gorgeous red skin. Oh. Long hair. Uh, she's a lawyer. 
Oh, a lawyer. Okay, a lady yeah. who's a lawyer. Hmm. Seems like everybody's a lawyer these days. Yeah, a lot of those lately. I don't, I don't know what's up with that. Me either. You know? I heard it's actually not as lucrative as you might imagine. You know, I've been finding that out a lot lately. Although I did get to solve a case recently. And no, I, I did. Yes, my and Barry is an attorney. Not, well, I'm not an attorney, but you know, if I wanted to, if I needed, all, if LEP decided that they needed something different. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, let's see then. A tiefling lawyer. Listen, Barry. And he, he like puts his hands on your shoulders, like he's giving you really serious fatherly advice. And he goes, "When you're dealing with ladies." They all have one thing in common. They're all after one thing. And, and to be quite honest, it's a little bit disgusting. But the one thing ladies want is socks. Ladies love socks. Their feet get so cold all the time. And listen, I just got... And he, and he goes into the back and he, uh, he pulls out this pair of socks that has a collection of, uh, of little Drimbi on them with different designs. He goes, I just got this collection. It, it's, it's the Drimbus Collection socks. And he lays them out on the counter. He goes, I just got a shipment from Drimbus.com slash merch. And I don't know what your lady's style is, but I promise you she'll love these socks. I, we got all kinds of stuff back here, too. Uh, it, if she gets real cold, we got sweatshirts. And he holds up a, a sweatshirt with uh, a picture of a pony that looks very familiar to you. Uh, and then tosses it over his shoulder. He goes, we got t-shirts. We got tank tops. Uh, we even got clocks. It's a, it, it, it's, it's a whole craze. But yeah, trust me, wh- whoever this lady is, son, she'll love these socks. Do you have any backpacks? I do have backpacks. Oh my God, you're so smart. She's an attorney. Of course, she's got to be carrying documents and everything all over the place. Nobody likes lugging around suitcases. Check out the Drimbus Collection backpack. It matches the socks. Nice. Could I have one of those and just put one of everything inside the backpack? I don't know what she'd like, to be honest with you, so I might as well try everything, right? Yeah, yeah, you got it. We'll, we'll make a little gift bag here for her, son. Don't worry. It's on the house. I'll cover the cost. Just, uh, listen. M- make sure you're being careful when you're, when you're giving socks to people, okay? Make sure you're protecting yourself. Dad! I just, okay, okay, that's all I'm gonna say. I, I worry about you, okay, Barry? Thanks, Dad. All right. Now, get out of here, and he tosses you the backpack, and, uh... I don't know, maybe consider bringing over your, uh, your co-worker for, uh, dinner or something sometime. Oh, see you later, Dad. Oh, what was the name of that shop again? Uh, it, it's dreamist.com slash merch. Right, right, right. And he's, like, writing that down. He's like, I might have to get something for myself at some point, you know? All right, Barry. All right, Dad. Thanks again. See ya. And you exit the shop. And the camera just kind of lingers on Gary uh, as he puts his chin on his hand. And he goes... on the run, we'd have to make a stop by until Don Pond to get ourselves some fresh new Drimbus merch. Oh, what's this? Oh, we just gotta go to Drimbus.com slash merch to find everything we could ever dream of? And patrons at the $20 tier get free exclusive merch sent to them periodically? Damn. Oh, that's tight. All right. I'm going to order a bunch of shirts and shit. Uh, I guess you can listen to the rest of the episode or something. Oh, yeah. And don't forget a big old thank you to our perfect 
patrons. Perfect. Jerry Benatatos, Queso Loco, Victoria Madrid, Greta and Beignet, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Emrys Craig, Regina Russell, Morgan Holly, Salty, Adrian Bundy, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, Chloe G, Con Air on DVD, NB Star, Stevie B. Keys, Doubtful Guest, Michael Richters, Davis Walden, Fina Moonstrider, Denny Dewdrop, and Myth Mouse. Tony the Pony Notebook. Hot damn. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, you lead her across to the other side. You walk past the switch and the bag lying there on the ground, and you continue to follow the path. Wait, I want to I wanna open the bag. Okay, okay. You stop and you open the bag, and you find a couple of things. You find a sandwich. Huh. You find a canteen with some water. You find four gold pieces Cha-ching. and you find a copy of A Bridge Too Far by Jessica Felcher <sighs> what is it Gary? some fan of Miss Felcher and I flopped the book on the ground next to her oh yeah but the good thing is these might be valuable so I'm gonna pick it back up okay what kind of sandwich is this and spec sandwich <laughs> roll no I'm kidding <laughs> uh <laughs> It uh, it looks like it's a uh, it's a ham and cheese. All right. Uh, looks like we got a snack here for later for somebody. Climbing. Are you hungry? Later. All right for later. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, we'll get on the the horse and keep going. Yeah, and as you keep moving forward, uh, just as you curve, just around to your left, like just out of what you could visibly see from where you were on the other side, you see a sleeping troll. Oh, no. Don't wake that guy. (laughs) It's just a pathway and a troll in the way, is that it? Yep. Uh, Yeah, let's just try to carefully, you know. Roll a stealth check. Do it with disadvantage because you have a large party with you and a horse. Okay. 21. Holy shit. Okay. (laughs) You all mount up on Megan 
And it's like that scene in Toy Story where, like, Bullseye's, like, walking around the Cheetos. <laughs> and Megan, like, carefully puts one hoof in between the troll's legs. One foot, like, over his big, round belly. And you just... Uh, 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 uh. And Megan keeps working her way over and he goes... Gotta be And you actually managed to make it across the troll without waking him. Good girl. Patting her. (laughs) (laughs) Then you see a path curving to the left, further up this part of the mountain, and one to the right across a rickety bridge that continues northward. Oh, shit. We can go up, or we can just go across. Well, Garrett, did you see that that thing up there? What do you think that was? You're right. Good call. Yeah. Let's go see what that was. Do you think that's... Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Well, at least it's a sign of other life. I think it was a ruin. Okay. Maybe it'll help us find someone who can help you. Yeah. Plus, that's a rickety bridge, you know... Yeah, good call. Let's let's go check it out. All right. Worst comes to worst, we can always come back down, right? Yeah, as long as there's not a avalanche. Oh, I don't think there's enough snow for that. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go. <laughs> I hope. I really hope. <laughs> you ride up the steep path, and eventually it levels out as you reach the top. The sky has the last hints of purple and pink as the sun begins to set over the horizon. It's a breathtaking view. The top of this small mountain is essentially a plateau. Think like Machu Picchu-esque, how it's the top of a mountain, but it's almost like a plain up top. There is a deep basin of water occupying most of the center mass of the mountain, which runs off into the waterfall. There are wooden pathways that lead to a decent-sized chunk of land in the center of it, where a large, beautiful wooden temple sits. Behind the temple, right along the water, are various garden plots that seem to be growing different herbs. Seated on the front steps of the temple is a dark blue tiefling just covered in tattoos. You see all manner of designs stretching from the very upper end of his neck all the way down his lean muscular arms and legs. He's wrapped in a toga sporting elaborate tapestry, almost tattoo-like design. His palms rest on his crossed legs, and his barbed tail flicks back and forth, gently in tune with his breathing. (laughs) Ah, this view, Gris. It's almost as beautiful as you. Oh, stop it, you charmer. I haven't, I've never seen anything like this, Gary. Tell you want to live on the mountain? Uh, maybe. I I don't know. This this is pretty dangerous here. Yeah, I don't want to fall. And who's, uh... Wow, that looks exactly like the kind of person that uh, I'm looking to talk to. <laughs> well, let's let's head over there. All right. Um, don't give away too much, you know? We're just, we're here for the cure, right? We're here looking for a cure. Okay, okay. I'll let you do the talking. All right. We're going to go up to Tattooed Tiefling. Okay. You begin trotting over, and the Tiefling very gently opens his eyes, and he looks at you, and he goes, Hey there. The name's Ed Harty. Welcome to Harty's Healing Temple. Who are you and how can I help you heal? 
Uh, hi. My name is, um, uh, uh, Garamar. <clears throat> Garamar? Pretty dope name, my guy. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks. Um, I heard, um, I don't know if this is a rumor or not, but, uh, I'm looking for a cure. You came to the right place. What ails you, man? Oh, you okay. Um, so... I, I I got this thing and I I, I, <laughs> I just show him my my transformed hand. Uh, yeah, he gets up and he kind of like takes your hand in his and he goes, "Whoa, man, that's pretty gnarly." Yeah. How'd that happen? All right, so um, I guess uh, so I, I and I always get shit for it. So don't don't tell me I I know now, okay? But I broke a staff. <laughs> uh, no yeah. judgment here, my dude. Oh, phew. Okay. Wow. That's so refreshing. Um, so I was being attacked by this uh, guy who was like a necromancer or something. And uh, I thought I, sh- I didn't know any better. And I thought I better break his staff. Well, that killed everybody ar- around. It killed all the zombies, but it, it, it killed me too, I think. And, and now I think he's inside me and I get these dreams and I'm transforming and as you can see by this and I'm looking for a way to cure that and yeah, is there any help doc I can anything you can help me with is there any hope for me that sounds pretty heavy my guy I'm not gonna lie I've never really run into this kind of thing before but I'd be happy to try and uh, help you out aren't too many of us left well, what, what, what are you? Are you like a shaman? Uh, I mean, we kind of go by monks, but really, we're all just individuals, you know? I'm Ed Harty. This is my healing temple, Harty's healing temple. Been running it for about 70 years, you know? Just uh, wanted a safe place for people to come and heal. Everyone's kind of carrying their own sack of shit. <laughs> If you're respectful and cool, you're welcome to try and turn that shit into fertilizer for your soul here, my guy. You know, we train our bodies, our minds, our spirits, you name it. And uh, if we can help you heal along the way, that's pretty cool, too. Uh, Unfortunately, last couple of years, we've uh, kind of been dwindling in numbers. So it's just me and uh, Grognak and Velma. Why don't you come inside? Um... Okay, can we all fit? The horse? Uh, yeah, I mean, she's welcome to hang out here, but if she wants to go inside, she can. I think I think she'd like that. Okay. By the way, sorry I didn't catch your names. I got, uh, I got Garamar, and, uh, who do I have over here? Uh, over this here. is, um, this is Beth, and, uh, this one is... Calvin! This is Cal, yeah. Well, hey there, Beth and Calvin. Uh, well, come on in. And he kind of gets up and walks up the little steps to the temple, and he pushes these two big wooden double doors open and puts a little stopper so that it's easier for Meg to uh, walk in. She kind of has to duck a little bit to get inside. But you guys head in, and you see a big, beautiful temple. There are stairs to the left and right it's very open floor plan so there are higher levels up there there are lots of seats there are like 
pillows on the ground, kind of like in that court in Pacific Prefecture. There's like a little controlled like bonfire thing. There seems to be little dining area set up. And then up top on those upper levels, you see punching bags and wooden training staves and that sort of thing. And then on the levels above that, you see what looked to be like a bunch of um, sleeping mats laid out on the floor. And in the interior, you see uh, two other people. Ed leads the way and he goes, Hey guys, I want to introduce you. These are the... uh, Sorry, what was your last name? Uh, we... We are the, um... The Ostrogons. Whoa, that's a really dope name. Well, these are the Ostrogons. We got Garamar, Beth, and Calvin. Hi! Hello. Uh, Ostrogons, this is a... Grognak Chilk. And you see this big ogre monk who has like a shaved head. Like you can tell he's not bald because he has that stubble kind of growing back in, but it seems like he shaves it. He is big and bulky. He has this thin goatee and he's covered in tattoos that seem to be just text. Like no images, just a bunch of text. What language does it look like? Can I tell? Uh, it looks to be common. Okay, cool. And he looks at you and he goes, hey, name's Grognak. Pleasure to meet you. And he seems to be sitting at a table fiddling with some sort of flowers. And then Ed points off to another corner and you see a Sasquatch who seems to be training on like a sandbag, a punching bag. And he goes, that's Velma Strong. Hey! And kind of gets like another combo and a big flurry of blows. You see, she is incredibly buff. She has hair covering her body, and it has just begun to turn gray a little bit at the roots. And she's wearing this sick beanie and big baggy sweatpants. And she goes, name's Velma, nice to meet you. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, what, what brings you guys up here to, uh, to the healing temple? Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I, I, I need a cure for something pretty bad. Yeah, well, uh, I'll fill you guys in, but it looks like a good old uh, Garamar here was uh, caught on the wrong end of some sort of necromancy staff business. I was thinking we might do a little, you know, realignment, a little soul searching and uh, see what we can find, maybe uh, point him in the right direction. Uh, Grognak, you, you think you can get a tea ready for him? And he goes, yeah. Absolutely, just let me head out back. And he walks out to the back to some of those garden plots that you saw before and begins picking some stuff up. And he goes, well, why don't you guys just make yourselves comfortable and uh, I'll start getting you set up. Uh, Feel free to talk amongst yourselves or if you have any questions, let us know. Anything off limits, uh, you know, please just uh, feel free to communicate with us. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Oh, of course, we live to please. It's uh, it's been it's been a second since someone's come up here for help, and uh, well, it's been a little lonely. We've been losing people. My uh, actually, my my partner Francis, uh, he died to a, a pretty bad flu Ugh. just a couple weeks ago. So it's nice to have some new people, you know, walking around. I'm very sorry to hear that. Oh, don't even worry about it. Uh, Grognak actually just made some uh, some real awesome gazpacho. You guys hungry? Uh, you guys hungry? Uh, a little bit. Um, I, I, I guess, yeah, we could eat some. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? Just uh, 
pots over there. There's a couple of plates. Uh, there's a couple of bowls stacked up. Uh, no pressure, but uh, if you guys are hungry, please help yourselves. And at this point, Grizabeth kind of gets off Megan because you guys have just been yeah. sitting atop the horse inside. And she helps Calvin down and goes, Calvin, honey, come on. Why don't we get you something to eat? Yeah. Oh, uh, Grace. Yeah. I mean, Beth. <clears throat> test, test it first. You know, make sure it's actually good. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't fully. Sure, sure. Yeah. Trust of course, them of yet. course. Yeah. Yeah. And Velma goes, oh, you've got nothing to worry about. You know, uh, Grognak's just a great chef and he makes some fabulous tea too. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, just uh, no, no pressure. And Velma is now kind of doing some stretches on like a yoga mat. You hear her back like crack as she like gets into a really tight curve and you hear a big. <laughs> and Ed goes up to the third level of the temple and grabs a little mat and he goes, all right. So, Garamar, here's what I'm thinking. Grognak's going to give you a nice little tea. It's going to help you relax just a little bit, kind of uh, soothe whatever tension you're feeling. And uh, Velma here, she's actually a really great chiropractor slash uh, energy masseuse. And so I'm going to have you lay down on this this mat here, and I'm going to walk you through some breathing exercises while... uh, while Velma does her thing, and the goal is to really just get you relaxed and open, and uh, if it's okay with you, I'd like to do a, well, some literal soul searching, you know, it's it's going to be an interior experience for you, and I'm just going to be an observer to your process and uh, see what we can find inside you, yeah? Uh, okay, let me just let my wife know what's going on first. Yeah, yeah, take all the time. Hey, and if if you're not comfortable with it, it's fine. We don't need to do anything. Just trying to help. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm walking over to Grizabeth and Calvin, who are, I guess are at the Caspacho. Yeah, there are, like, these logs laid out around, like, the big serving pot, I guess. And the logs are, like, hollowed out and have cushions inside of them to be, like, these little benches almost. But that you have to sit at, like, cross-legged because they're low enough on the ground. And uh, Grizz, you see, she's taking a couple of spoonfuls and she goes, Wow, Gary, this is actually really good gazpacho. Oh, I'm glad. I was worried. Cause, I mean, I mean, I, I get a good feeling, but I'm. it's been hard to trust people lately, so... I understand, Gary. I just wanted to say that they they want they really seem like they want to help but he said he's going to do some kind of uh I don't know some kind of yoga magic whatever on me real quick uh, just if anything happens just grab Calvin get Meg and, and get the hell out of here but Gary we won't leave you I'll I'll be fine I I just don't want you guys in danger that's why I tried to get the horse in here okay okay and at this point, Megan has very slowly trotted over to the serving pot and begins drinking out of it, going, bleh, 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 bleh. So, uh, yeah, okay, I'm gonna go try this uh, magic thing. Okay, is it alright if we watch? Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, come on over. It's a, <laughs> it's it's gonna be a, quite the event. And Ed, you didn't even hear him. He just very quietly kind of walked up and he's helping himself to some gazpacho as well. Just... Um, brace yourself, hon, because I think someone's inside of me and that his memories and all that might, uh, surface and, you know, you might see something 
I just don't want you to be freaked out. So. Okay. As long as we're getting your help, Gary. He does a quick one, like, okay. Okay. All right. And he's going to go with uh, Ed Harty. This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of Nicholas Benetados as Gary Mogbile. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. This episode was edited and sound designed by Giancarlo Herrera. If you'd like to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes, or go to patreon.com slash Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, After the Drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show or have NPCs named after you. Oh, and don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. When Kilmer accepted the job of smuggling escaped heiress Samantha Trapp across the galaxy, she expected the job to be over and done with quickly. But now they're stuck with each other and they have a job to do. Think of Automnicon as a sort of student loan company. You take a loan from them, and then they own you until you've paid it off, with interest. So all I have to do is pay off my debt? Fine, I can do that. How much do I owe? 900,027 credits. And counting. You're stuck here, with me, to work it off. We Fix Space Junk is a sci-fi sitcom from Battlebird Productions, featuring Travelling by Cryo. Don't worry if you feel like you're drowning. That's perfectly normal. Wait, what? Aliens from across the galaxy. Greetings, visitors. Stop, popcorn! Hello, Your Excellency. AIs. Dad, how do I do air? You're already doing it automatically. Calm down. And, of course, thrilling and exciting missions in outer space. Hello, valued employees. Here are the details for your next exciting mission. You will be repairing a device redacted in or at the location redacted we fix space junk is available on apple podcasts google play spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts subscribe consume integrate indoctrinate assimilate degenerate Watch your body decay into a faceless husk as your mind floats aimlessly in space. Register your-